Welcome to prep yourself. Oh, thanks. <laughs> this is Danny that, Nelson. That's Danny Nelson. <laughs> that's Alexis Holzer. And I'm Alexis Holzer. So we have had uh, some kerfuffles trying to get it started on actually recording uh, this. Uh, one was um, apparently Lex's neighbors are a rock band. Yeah. Yep. Just on rock band. Is it like midlife crisis rock band or awesome um, rock band? I mean, I would say they're about that age, but they're not bad. Yeah, they sounded great. Yeah. So then they practice a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like, okay, we changed locations first time in a new location. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. And it was amazing. I'm excited. It's yeah. fun. And uh, I started the podcast the first time by immediately knocking over my beer on my carpet. <laughs> my house is mostly hardwood floors and cement. There are a few places where there are carpets. <laughs> this is like the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome. I mean, to be fair, you have two beers in front of you. So, <laughs> which is, so I came in and Lex is like, it's your birthday. It was my birthday this past week. She's like, you need not just one beer, you need two beers because we don't know what's going to happen. And I was like, my birthday was in May, so I need two beers too. <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate when that happened. <laughs> oh, you got me a case for my mic. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah, we have been pretty casual about caring for our recording equipment. And yeah. I think episode 19 is a really good opportunity to get it together <laughs> we take this seriously this, for once danny we are Come now on. professionals <laughs> episode 19 we've become professional <laughs> there's no way i like i said i started by knocking over my beer yeah. so i wouldn't use professional as a particular thing but thank you so much not only for my awesome mic case but also i got another patch oh. i got another patch for winter preparing. Yeah. Although I think it's premature to give it to me because not everything we discussed last week has made it into my car. Well, that's okay. I mean, it's a patch for just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about it? Thoughts are just like doing something. If there's yes. anything I've learned from social media is if you just think of a thing, <laughs> then that means you've participated. It's true. And it happened. <laughs> I've sent my thoughts many places, <laughs> and my thoughts have been sent to putting preparedness stuff in my car. Oh, my gosh. In all seriousness, there have been several days this past week where it's been icy on the roads. Oh, my goodness. And I have slipped on the sidewalk, and it's definitely um, alerted my attention to the car bag situation and just being that getting your snow shovel out and that's not going to help with ice, but you know, just um, thinking about those winter prep things. I get really nervous with Leaf uh, riding his bike every morning. Oh. He is extra cautious though about black ice. He will, if he goes and looks at the roads and they look really icy, he will just take the bus instead mm -hmm. of actually riding his bike. But it always makes me nervous, especially in, because the 
the amount of darkness on each side. So he's like riding in the dark, both in the morning and in the evening. Yeah. And it just is, I'm just like worried about him. But uh, also just on the way over here just now, I had not let my car like warm up for a second. So I like got in and just turned it on and started going. And immediately the windshield completely fogged over. Mm. And I had to just stop in the middle of the street because I literally could not see. see. (laughs) And I'm like, everyone in this neighborhood thinks I'm a drunk person. I just, because I had to like stop. Maybe you need to add a little chamois to your car. I love that idea. Yeah. So just in an emergency, you can be like, oh my God, I'm on the freeway and it fogged up. Do you have a chamois like ready for that sort of thing? No, but I, the other day I was like, I have a lot of things in the diaper bag that I always seem to have with me. That's so I'll like grab something out of there, like a rag or something and wipe it off. And I always have a box of tissue that doesn't work as well, but in a pinch. Yeah. That's nice. Mm -hmm. That's some good stuff to have up there. But I've really been trying to let my car warm up. Me too. And... And That's a good way to keep your car running well. And when you need to scrape your windows, <laughs> you might as well just be letting it warm up. Right. Anyway, and that's what's been happening to me. A lot of window scraping when I'm like, oh, I meant to leave my house 10 minutes ago. Not only am I now 10 minutes late, but I also need to spend yeah. another five minutes yeah. scraping off my windows. Life is real hard. It's the worst. <laughs> so um, this week we wanted to talk a little bit about the holidays it's the holiday season. Um, it's Merry Christmas, Danny. And DPDD and da dee da. Why didn't you say Merry Christmas? I will say Merry Christmas. I love Christmas. I love Christmas more than I love. I'm just trying to provide anything. some commentary on our political situation. <laughs> and the-, the commentary, I don't even think this is political, social, socially. I also, not only Merry Christmas, but, you know, Happy Kwanzaa, you know. Um, what is the Hanukkah? Hanukkah. <laughs> you want to get your uh, Mazel Tov cocktails ready? <laughs> I will. I already had too many of the Mazel Tovs. Um, <laughs> yeah, this episode is about surviving the holidays. Yep, and that can includes start all of with them. just choosing the right salutation. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a hard time of the year. It is. It's hard for a lot of reasons, and I think that it is hard both because people feel a lot of social pressure Yeah. about having to go and do stuff. Right. Having to go and socialize, also having to purchase things. I don't really believe in the consumer part of Christmas, Mm -hmm. but anyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with everything else that has to do with Christmas. Yeah. I think it's mainly the presents, Danny, that... Like, just not even Christmas every day. I love like, presents. Why didn't I get any presents today? <laughs> I love presents every day. I she love also them loves every giving day. presents, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, I do love, I love to give presents when I am moved by the thing to, mm-hmm. to get that for that person. I don't like a lot of obligate, like, I don't like when someone's like, hey, you can just get me a gift card for Christmas. No. I'm like, no one says that. Why don't I just give you five dollars? Nobody says that. T- they do no. because there are certain people in my life who I get Christmas lists from. Oh, yeah. Adult people. Yeah, I have a friend that does a Christmas list. Like he does it up. Yeah. His birthday is also around Christmas, so I think it's just a way to like 
the way he describes it, his family does it like, if you were going to get me something, here are some things to think about. Right. So you don't have to feel that pressure of thinking of what am I going to get somebody. But I think just the whole general, you're right, of feeling obligated to get presents um, especially be for very pe- stressful. Especially people who buy whatever they, like, Yeah, I am surrounded by people who just buy the things that they feel like buying themselves. Yeah. So in that case, buy something for someone that you... A, don't know and actually need something. Right. So I am much more into the holiday um, toy drives. Nice. If I go into a Bartels, they have that tree there, grab something off there, like the little tag that says get a, I don't know, makeup for a kid or a G.I. Joe for a girl. Or the bag of groceries for a day, like like the $20 bag of groceries or whatever at the grocery store. Uh, I will say this. So now that I've been a Grinch about presents. So like I said, (laughs) anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with like Christmas carols and the decor and Santa and like this whole like magical feeling of I love the social part of it. Um, I will say that I do understand for some families that's how they show love. Mm -hmm. And the present giving is a conveyance of love, even though I that's not how I feel it. So. I'm all for that, especially right. when it's my family. My aunt Lori <laughs> loves giving presents, and you and we're always like, "Let's cut back on presents." She's like, "No, you're an amazing present point. giver." Also, that's a good point. You're good at it. Oh, maybe Thanks. it's maybe it's because you learned from like your aunt Lori. Well, I think it's fun when you know what to get someone. Like right. you and I have this podcast, so I'm going to get you something awesome for the podcast. Um, but this whole prepping thing in general this year has gotten me on the prep like prep Bandwagon. gift giving yep and so spoiler alert family <laughs> you're gonna live next year because you're welcome we, i can't wait so i did make a little thing on uh amazon yeah like a little list just so that we could kind of go through and the list that i made as just ideas for people like i went and made a list that were all things that were under 20 dollars. that was my Kind of thing. These are things that you could go and order right now. You could send it to them. You can even have it be gift wrapped by Amazon and then they send it. Or you can get it sent to you and then you can repurpose it. Uh-huh. Make your own little go kits. Like you That's don't have to get goal. the pre-made ones. Everyone's getting a life straw. Nice. And I wanted to focus on the car go bag because I, I think love that, it. that is something that maybe gets overlooked more often or would be more useful in a disaster situation. Like at home, there are a lot of things you could probably... um, Substitute in. Yeah, substitute or just you didn't really prep for it, but you have it anyway. Right. Um, But in a car, I think that that's a more dire situation and family lives to go the mountain and all that. So um, a few things. It's not going to be the whole thing, but then... Then also, I think what's really helpful is a list of what else do you need in this? So I'm not going to buy you extra clothes. Um, You can have a space blanket, but if you wanted like a fleece blanket, put that in there. So also a list of things to put in there to supplement what I get. That's such a good idea. Especially if you go up to the mountain anyway, like something like a fleece blanket is going to be great. Anytime. Just cozy. You're like, oh, I just got, I just had to take off my... Snowboarding boots and my feet are cold and, but you know, it's just nice to have it in the car. Um, 
A bunch of these things that I'm put on this list are things that already we've talked about many times on here. Things like a hand crank radio, uh, just a pre-made survival kit that has like little tools and first aid items in it. Uh, the uh, a pack of uh, the survival blankets. Remember how we talked about last week how they're so. Uh, inexpensive so it's like silly not to have them yeah. so exactly it's $14 for a pack of 25 of them wait what yeah of those like emergency silver like yeah. there's no reason to not just have those to put all over the I place I love it I'm getting those and then there's a uh, I put in here the like just a a first aid kit it's really small. And then <laughs> in honor of our uh, best friend at OEM, I also put a luggable loo, a portable toilet situation. Don't put this in your car. <laughs> Don't put it in your car. Maybe you might want to. But I did have it in um, so that you can you can just also buy the seat. If you already have five-gallon buckets just around your house and stuff, There you can also just buy the seat part of this. But if you aren't the type of person who keeps five-gallon buckets, then it's just a nice, easy kind of thing. You can use it when you're camping and whatnot around areas where you shouldn't. Like if you're ever camping close to water, you shouldn't really be um, leaving your it. feces right next to water. Um, so it's great to use for that. And then... You also, for emergency situations, like we said in episode 13 or whatever, it's great for, during a disaster, one There's of the things that's so going to happen. so many episodes. So many episodes. Uh, Lifestraw was on there. Um, some uh, ta- purification, water purification tablets. Uh, and then a few things of the bar-style army food, which we've talked about in the past, which are just these kind of like, this pellet is 600 calories. Ew. It's just a pellet of calories. Uh, But those are nice because then it's just a little brick that's 3,600 calories that you can have on your person, which is, you know, three days if you're surviving uh, worth of stuff. So that was kind of my initial list. I'm going to put a link to it. Uh, Do not feel like you need to buy this for me. You could just (laughs) buy it for yourself. Or feel like you need to buy it for her. Yeah. Either is fine. Always use more water, food, and also luggable loos. How many luggable loos do you think one person? You'll never look at a Home Depot bucket the same. (laughs) Lex, did you have any that you were particularly... I know immediately when I brought this up to you, the life straw was like the first thing that can you... Everyone's getting the life straw. It's so easy and so convenient. Yeah, it's cheap. It's like $14. Yep. I think it's a very simple thing. It seems like an extreme thing on one hand. Um, Like, we don't have any water to drink in society. No, you don't, actually, because there's a huge earthquake. And, yeah, pretty unreal situation, but very helpful also if you're going to go camping or... Hiking or whatever. Yeah, anything. Or in that extreme situation... You're welcome. <laughs> um, a battery pack, I think, is... I think that that's a smart one. I think that that's a really, again, easy thing to get. It's You can get lots of different kinds. Like, you could spend 80 bucks on one, but you could also get one for $20. Right. Um, and just have it charged and, and put it in your car, your, your go bag. Um, and then if you have some sort of solar charger, like the crank radio with solar charge crank or, um, the solar charge panel with the USB plug, then you can charge it up that way. And 
like text whoever you want or do your Instagram stories and all that. I love so you're doing your must, Instagram Especially stories. for the millennial in your life. <laughs> Which is Lex. Lex is the only person I know who does Instagram stories. I'm in that stories. weird like two year window and you're like, are you a millennial or Gen X or not such a jerk? Um, Millennials, we don't really think you're jerks. Anyone who listens no. to this podcast is not a jerk. Anyone who doesn't listen to this podcast is a jerk. Probably also a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> We're not cool, Danny. Not cool. There's at least one millennial who listens to our podcast. The 12-year-old that also hunts. <laughs> Speaking of which... Uh, not to change the subject, I mean, I feel like we'll put the link up for this of, like, the ideas of stuff to buy for Christmas. Well, my last one. Oh, yeah. Let's um, hear it. I have two last ones. Uh, cliff bars to counteract your crappy. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> pellets. pellets. My, 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 like, 600-calorie <laughs> pellets. You don't want any pellets? <laughs> Lex has mentioned this before. Every time I talk about the weird... Rations? Like, why? Because they keep for five to I ten get years. It, but yuck. <laughs> I make a cliff bar and you could make like little tuna pouches. So you have the tuna pouch, but then you can put like some mayonnaise and mustard and relish packets, like yep. little Heinz to go packets in but there. But how long do those last before they expire? You have to just go through your stuff. It's a year. That's true. Two years. That's true. Just don't you don't want any of my pellets when i show up <laughs> during the disaster to be like hey let's hang out in your basement like we've always I'm talked like, about and i'm gonna have my and we're, and we're gonna be like let's have a feast and i'm gonna bring up my pellets and you're gonna be like get out you're out of here get out <laughs> everybody pellets are like coal in your stocking <laughs> I like that we've just started calling them pellets instead of calling them. What are they actually called? It's like I'm, rabbit pellets. Look. <laughs> they are um Gatrix 3600 calorie emergency food bar for survival kits. What's it called? Um they call them bar packs. I like pellets. I know, right? They're tabletized and sub-packaged for ease of rationing and storage. <laughs> tabletized. That's actually what they say on here. They're tabletized. USCG approved, small and lightweight, five-year shelf life. All natural ingredients with no preservatives and superior coconut flavor. Coconut. There you go. You were so judgy. I still feel a little judgy. I feel like the word <laughs> pellets has made it seem like these are a bad idea. But yeah. cliff bars. So yes to yes. cliff bars. Okay, and the last thing. Lex wants cliff bars. Some not. sort of PMA thing. Yes. So what would be your PMA thing that you'd want your survival kit? Yeah. I uh, oscillate between like playing cards and a coloring book. Right. I think for my PMA situation, if it, if we're talking about gifts from other people, mm-hmm. I feel like something that makes me feel really good is gold uh, and diamonds. Okay. And uh, emeralds or sapphires. Yeah, or... ammunition. Okay, fine. Oh, 
Or just a gun. Oh. Straight up gun. It's a great stocking stuffer. <laughs> a gun fits great in a stocking. A diamond gun. <laughs> oh my gosh. With gold ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take one. Oh my god. I'll take one. That reminds me of the um like Beverly Hills prepper portion (laughs) of that video. Oh my goodness, everyone. So So we are going to, um, we have a couple of of videos up on our website. So one, (laughs) Facebook, Facebook. Uh, one is a video that is a companion video to our last episode. Uh, trigger warning, (laughs) dear guts. There are deer guts in it, which I did. It's kind of and the long. Whole carcass. It's a little bit boring because, like, I made. I wanted it to, you know, like it is just me walking around with my sister and her husband. Which thank you so much, you guys, for taking me out and showing us. Uh, but I really wanted you to get a sense of like the. You know, we really were just wandering around on this giant piece of land, and it was really fun and really cool. And Leaf and I were obviously out of place. He's like Leaf? wearing fitted, oh my god, like the most urban fitted. I was like, the thing that he's missing is the eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> he's like in the distance, just like this bl- thin black. He's just wearing like skinny black jeans, a black long sleeve shirt, and he's just like, "What's going on?" Oh, cool. (laughs) Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) It was really amazing. So there's a video that you can watch on there. Um, I wanted to put some banjo behind it, but I couldn't figure out how to do it on my phone. So I'll figure that out later. I know. I need an intern so bad. Anyone who wants to find stuff like how to put music on the back of videos that I've edited completely on my phone. (laughs) I don't know how to do it on the phone. I can do it on the computer. Yeah, I can do it on the computer. Fine. It's trying to figure out how to do it on my phone. Okay, millennials, we love you. Yep. I think you're super smart. Or if you're just a banjo player and you want to come and let me record you and then I'll just put it on the back of the, the video. We will pay you nothing. Nothing. We will pay you in getting to shoot our diamond-studded gold bullet gun. (laughs) Um, Merry Christmas. So anyway, uh, so there's that video. And then also, as of the time that we are sitting here talking about it, it's not up yet, but it's going up tomorrow. There is a video of that Lex sent over to me that was like, Hey, this video is... It was a daily show doing a, can liberals survive the apocalypse? (laughs) (laughs) It was Uh, amazing. It was so true. Everything that was happening was so true. No. (laughs) I was pretty disturbed by how fixated this hardcore prepper was on, quote, killing liberals. Oh my gosh. I'm like, why? So though? much you talked about it. Why? I mean, obviously Just, the reporter's being a little bit of a nitwit and right. like egging them on. Um, but hilarious. She goes to this guy who creates these luxury survival bags. I don't know how true it is of Ben Affleck is. No, I mean, there are articles. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's like dumb stuff like caviar and. But then intermixed with real survival things. Yeah, kind of. 
but it it weighs like a million pounds. Yep. Oh, yeah. I love that this she... This video is so good, though. She's so funny. Yep. So hopefully you go and watch both of those videos, and you like them, and you comment on them, Ooh. and you make all of Lex's Christmas dreams come true by blowing up her social media. Santa! <laughs> Santa, please let him blow up our social media. It's a Santa miracle. <laughs> um, so... We so watch those, but also watch Christmas movies. Yeah, I think this episode is maybe feeling a little light on facts, but <laughs> I mean, where else do we gain our Christmas knowledge other than our ritualistic viewing of perfect holiday movies, such as National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? So, <laughs> Home Alone. Home Alone. Uh, Die Hard. Die Hard. A Christmas Story. Bad Santa. <laughs> Elf. I didn't <laughs> watch Elf my... yet. Okay. I have I... to watch it with my sister, so I haven't watched it yet. I did try to think of, like, a legit, and you guys will hear in just a second, I tried to find some, like, legit disaster preparedness lessons in some Christmas movies. I tried to think of one from Elf that other than the best way to spread Christmas cheer is by singing loud for all to hear. (laughs) That's not really a good disaster preparedness thing. I mean, PMA. In fact, if you listen to the last episodes, one of the things we talked about is this whole idea that you shouldn't be making a lot of noise if you don't want to share all of your stuff. (laughs) Like, (laughs) so don't think that singing a song because I am prepared is going to help me. So, here's some other lessons of things. One. Okay. Die hard. <laughs> First of all, I love all the people who are like, Die Hard isn't a real Christmas movie. Wait. Yeah. Who says that? People say that. Does Leaf say that? No. Okay, people. Good. Not Leaf. It was mostly an article when I was, like, looking up. <sighs> I was trying to look up, like, this was a legit search that I did on Google. Christmas movies with disasters that are solved in funny ways. That Google did not turn me up anything. (laughs) It's not a real, that's not a thing that you can look up. You just have to think of it. So, for Die Hard, my honest to goodness, like this this is a valid thing, is if the power is out and you're in a large building and you don't have your cell phone or any other way to communicate, pull the fire alarm. Because fire alarms are, you do have to have a completely separate system for fire alarms to run on. So I was like, that's a smart way to do it. Okay. It didn't help him in this particular movie because they just called and were like, no. Hans so terrorist, terrorist situation, maybe it doesn't work, oh. but. <laughs> other situations. Other situations. You can just pull a fire alarm. Perfect. To call 911. I mean, if there's a fire, obviously you should pull it. But, I mean, it's just another way to kind of get the attention of 911. Um, so I watched National Lampoon's yep. Christmas Vacation, which is a misnomer because they don't go anywhere. <laughs> Other people go there. Yeah. This, it doesn't work for me. Anyway. <laughs> uh, opens with the whole family going to get their Christmas tree. Yep. This is a hit a little personal. <laughs> <laughs> so many memories of 
traipsing through the snow, trying to find that perfect Christmas tree, going to four different Christmas tree farms to find (laughs) that perfect Christmas tree. I felt like Audrey just like frozen there with... (laughs) Clark, she can't see the tree. Her eyes are frozen. Her eyes are frozen. (laughs) I'm sure she'll like it. Yeah, but truly legit. And I have seen a lot of my friends posting photos of going out into the wilderness and cutting down a tree. Make sure nothing's living in it. That causes a big problem for Clark down the road. (laughs) So I guess he gets the tree out of his yard and it has a squirrel in it, but... Literally, if you're going out into the wilderness to get your tree, make sure nothing's living in it before you cut it down, because that would be really sad if you got home and, oh, there's a an owl nest in here or something. Yep. And it's not just sad because of the owl's nest that may be in there or the squirrel as pertains to Christmas vacation, but I happen to have had a squirrel incident this week No, at my work. What? So there was a squirrel. So... We had an event where they, like, needed all of this furniture out of this room, and they weren't using... We have, like, a side courtyard that's outside, and it wasn't going to rain or snow or anything, so we decided to just put the furniture out there for the evening. And the squirrel just decided that it really liked to be on the furniture, and then people were running around trying to get it off the furniture, and then it decided to go into the building. No. So then there's... No. Tons of people <laughs> trying to chase around this squirrel. <laughs> and if you've ever seen anything, I so I was not there when I had I was there when initially we were trying to get it off the furniture. Once it got into the building, like it was just a bunch of people who were both thought it was hilarious, but then also like don't know how to deal with a wild animal. So even though it's like literally like eight inches tall. Like, they were, like, freaking <laughs> out. Because <laughs> oh they God. did not know. And if you've ever seen the movie, you know that he destroys his house. Like, the whole family yeah. destroys the house trying to run away from the squirrel. People, you are bigger than the squirrel. Just let it calm down. Just let it calm down and then get it out. It wants to get out, too. Oh Trust me. Hilarious. It does. Um... Also, I did talk to Leaf about this whole subject and his thing about Christmas vacation for a valid thing to consider for the holidays is not to overload your circuits in your house. Yes. And that includes not stringing together extension cords. 25 extension cords. Which is really bad. Into one outlet. Into one outlet. No. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty amazing, that stack of cords, though, that he had plugged in. Yeah. But the fact, yeah. And then the cat comes and chews on the extension cord and, oh, just, <laughs> ouchy. The cat was not good. No. It's full of disasters. This movie is full of disasters for yeah. you to avoid. But I think validly make yes. sure there's not wildlife in your trees, yes. both for the wildlife and for your own sake. Um, and then also don't overload your electrical. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of people have uh, started using those projection lights. Oh, yeah. So it's like you don't even need to get up on that ladder, which is another huge issue. Like, avoid disasters by being ladder safety. Yep. Um, but those projections, so you don't even have to put it up. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's a really cool, uh, maybe it's a church. I'm like <laughs> you 70th. You know what those look like? 
No, it's like a giant church. Anyways, it has the projection lights, but like the brightest projection light thing I've ever seen. Hmm. Like on the on the side of it. It's, it's in off of Finney. It's God's love. Anyway, anyone who's driving around Seattle <laughs> can go look at it. Yeah, so I think that's another disaster avoidance opportunity. Yep. Have ladder safety. Yep. Mike and I have had Mike and I have had a very scary ladder situation where he was um it wasn't during the winter it wasn't christmas lights related but because of this we always have ladder safety he was up on the roof uh fixing some shingles or something we were moving out of our old house and he was climbing down on the ladder and it was on our deck and i think it was a little slick and the angle was wrong nobody was holding the ladder and it just slipped like that and it he fell back um his legs were somehow through the rungs of the ladder like i think it slipped and then his feet slipped through the ladder so he fell back on his back with the ladder on top of him but his legs were through a rung and on top of the ladder if that makes sense yep it was like tetris and it was the scariest moment of my life where i was like oh my husband just died oh my goodness yeah it was very scary he ended up being fine. We didn't have to call an ambulance or anything, but it was uh, a very scary moment. So I think that in the winter, when it's even more slick out and wet, you want to have a buddy putting up the Christmas lights. Don't overload the Christmas light circuit. <laughs> have a buddy putting up this and Christmas lights. And also, you're cold. Like, your dexterity yeah. goes away so quickly when yeah. you're cold. Like. Your ability to make those quick movements that you need to, like, probably as the ladder was falling, Mike probably actually slipped and was falling backwards, yes. you know, or whatever, to make his legs go through that way. But, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I'm the clumsiest person alive, essentially. So <laughs> anytime I climb a ladder, I'm like, everyone, everyone, hold it, <laughs> watch me. Yeah. It's not, not to scare bad. you. You should definitely put up Christmas lights. Absolutely. Just, I want to look at them. You know, I want to appreciate them. Do it with a buddy. I'm one of the people who walks around my neighborhood and judges. Oh, Jessica also judges. Nice. Kevin is always like, I don't know if the Christmas lights are good enough this year. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's going to let me know. Oh. And then I started getting self-conscious because then she comes over to my house. I'm like, oh, I don't know if Jessica's going to like these enough. <laughs> I like it though. It, it keeps me you on know, your toes. Yeah. Yep. It keeps me striving for greatness. <laughs> <laughs> Except this year we put up nothing. Well, you have a busy year. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, let's see, what was one of the other movies that Home Alone? Home Alone, I had on there. So. Home Alone, because I was like, okay, obviously there's a lot of slapsticky, like, great, like, things that happen uh, in that movie. But the one that I think is, like, a more valid, like, being careful during the holidays is uh, making sure that your home is secure. So if you're not going to accidentally leave your, how old was he in that movie? Maybe seven, eight, nine, eight years, seven, eight year old. If you're not accidentally leaving your child at home, uh, there are a lot of ways now to have home safety with um, technology where you can just 
set your lights to come on. Like there are things like hue light bulbs and stuff like that. That are things that are like Bluetooth that you can actually just talk to with your Wi-Fi. Uh, also, uh, having home heating systems like the Nest where you also can control far away. So not only for the security of your home of like people thinking that you're home and stuff, but also like if you see that it's going to be freezing, you can turn the heat on so your pipes aren't freezing. Because if you're not there to like turn the drip on, you know, and have that going, which we talked a little bit about last week, having something that you can just be on your phone and be like, oh, there's a freeze warning. I'm just going to turn the heat on for today, you know, just to 50 or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't think about any of that. Yeah. This this was a leaf idea. Oh. The home alone thing. I mean, I thought of the like, what about the aspect of like leaving your home? Yes. Like, because I think that's something that a lot of people deal with if they're traveling. Yeah. Is and throughout if, the year. Yep. If you can't have a home sitter, because like, obviously best is just, if you have friends, especially in our, at our point in our adulthood, like... If I have friends that have, like, family coming into town, I totally don't mind being, like, have your family. Or why don't you stay with Have your family stay at our house and you can come stay at our house or whatever. Um, Because. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Like, especially if it's in the same neighborhood. They get their own little space. You know, especially if it's for, like, three or four days. You don't have to feel overloaded. You don't have to have people on air mattresses, all that stuff. So. Mm -hmm. I thought that those were really good ideas. I don't really like to give Leaf a lot of credit about anything, so we'll yeah. have to move on. Or else he'll think that he's, like, really smart. Um, for a Christmas story, obviously gun safety. <laughs> there were so many for this. There were so many. <laughs> uh, don't put your tongue on a metal pole. You know, like, all of that kind of stuff. But the, yeah, I think that the whole, like, not, and this is, yes, with the gun and the ricocheting and all of that stuff, but any of the toys, like, how many, even as an adult, how many, when you get, like, some kind of toy thing, like, I immediately take it out and start messing with it. Like, a few (laughs) years ago, I got Leaf those, like, remote-controlled helicopter things. Have you ever had these? No. Oh, my goodness, Lex. I can't believe you and Mike have never had remote-controlled helicopters. They're so fun. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to like, I'm marking this down. I'm adding this to my Amazon disaster (laughs) preparedness PMA list. So it's going to be in your PMA. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's like like a a remote control car, but instead of it being a car, it's a little helicopter and you can, they, they have like little (laughs) ones that are only like, they're only this big. Like, yeah, you can run them into each other, but mostly it's just hard because helicopters are really hard because you have there's they go this way and this way, you know. For those of you not across the table from Danny right now, when she <laughs> says this way, she's moving her hand up and down, and when she says this way, it's from left to right. Listen, I don't know how to be on a podcast. I'm only 19 episodes in. <laughs> You're doing great. I'm just here to help. Uh, I'm really excited to know that that I have something that I could introduce to you, your life. <laughs> oh my God, it's so many things. You introduced me to so many things. Uh-uh. But I did watch, I validly watched Die Hard, Christmas Vacation. Uh, I'll be home for Christmas. What else did I watch this week? Bad Santa? Uh, I didn't watch Bad Santa oh. this week, but uh-huh. which I should. I watched uh, A Prince for Christmas. 
Ew. And then also a Christmas princess. What? I know. <laughs> so like a crossover? Nope. Two separate, oh, completely wow. separate movies. <laughs> well, I searched for Christmas movies, uh, like disaster Christmas movies. Let's hear it. Um, we got Surviving Christmas. Ooh. It uh, stars Ben Affleck. It won a number of awards. Oh, what? Like a Razzie Award. <laughs> For worst actor of the decade oh, really? in 2010. Really? It was nominated. It didn't win. Worst actor uh, of the... It was also nominated for worst picture, worst actor, worst screenplay, uh, worst Christmas movie, and most offensive male character. So I, I'm not sure. I like kind of want to watch it. Oh my gosh. Okay, the summary of it is a lonely, obnoxious young millionaire pays a family to spend Christmas with him. Yeah. I am so excited. It goes on and on. I am so excited to watch this. Well, all of these movies, a lot, like, I think most of them, except for Bad Santa that didn't really have a, a parent figure, is a lot of these movies touch on parenting. Around the holidays. Oh, right. Like, home alone, for sure. Like, leaving your kid for the holidays or just that feeling of the pressure of making the holidays special for them. Um, traveling around the holidays, that, like, freaked me out. Uh, <laughs> National Lampoons, you know, obviously Clark is trying to give his family the best holiday ever, and Ellen is, like, trying to mitigate that and get the family to get along. and it's... I don't know. I think there's plenty of times where the kid's being a little jerk, too. Oh. Oh, everybody's a little jerk. <laughs> the mom is always trying to keep it together. There's no holiday movie where the mom is, like, trying to ruin Christmas or actually ruins Christmas. She's, like, always trying to keep it together. Ooh, that's a challenge. Find the find the movie where the mom is, is making Christmas yeah, worse. Yeah, she's the Clark Griswold or yep. she's the This sounds like we need to make our own short film. <laughs> <laughs> it's of you ruining Lily's Mom ruins Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> oh man. Let's do it. She'll it's like it. Almost too easy. <laughs> Especially with the help of me. I'm like I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Uh, I just want to say this surviving Christmas movie on Rotten Tomatoes. So you haven't seen this 6%. movie. Six percent. You haven't seen this movie. I right? have not. That's so close. What? Is it? Yeah. Seven percent. It's seven percent. Wow. I didn't even see that. And then audience score is twenty-eight percent. It's always a little more forgiving. Slight cult classic, maybe. Maybe just for the people who like really love Ben Affleck. I don't know who those people are. Yeah, but parenting during the holidays, I think, is it can be very disastrous because I think there's also a lot of cooking that goes along with that. And obviously you don't have to be a parent to cook dinner for people that are coming to your house or cook a meal to bring to somebody's house. Um, but I'll just share from my personal experience of cooking during the holidays can be really fun and fulfilling, but it's also could be a big danger when you have small children around. You definitely want to keep them away from the oven. You want to keep them away from any, or turn your pots inside. You have a lot of pots on the stove. Kids can easily reach up and just grab something and pull it down on them. Horrible thought. 
You could also solve this by just having like pins that you put kids in. Yeah. <laughs> they tend to scream is, in those. Is, and by and pin, I mean like gel, like a kind of jail situation, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Don't you they can, have to sleep you a lot? Put your kids in jail, I guess. <laughs> I don't have any kids. Yeah. This Another is article we read was talking about the alcohol situation around the holidays. There tends <laughs> to be a lot of the, alcohol. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to open so up good. this article. Uh, yeah. So they, they, so. This one, I was looking for, like, actual, like, things that you should watch about. And this is kind of what we're going to talk about in this segment. And and then kind of, like, more facts kind of section of... Slightly. Slightly more facts. I mean, we got them from the internet. They must be true. Uh, But the child safety, the longest paragraph of the entire article is about child safety and booze. (laughs) Like, and how, like... So many children get alcohol poisoned. And I'm like, do you just mean like kids accidentally have a drink? Or do you mean they like have to go to the hospital with actual poisoning? Yeah, I think it would. It's probably people calling into the poison control center and being like, hey, my child drank a glass of whiskey. What do I do? Right? They're not like at the hospital. I'm just trying to sit here thinking about how that happens. Yeah. That a kid is going to drink so much alcohol, you have to go to the emergency room. Yeah. Because you were so drunk yourself that you couldn't watch. I think it's more likely that this is based on, like, reports of, like, people just calling the the poison control center and being like, I mean, my like. My kid drank some. Yeah, my kid drank some. Yeah. So, like, what do I do to, like, make sure that they're, it's not dangerous for them? Total guess. Make them throw up. Yep. I mean, I guess. That's what I would do. Or just be like, oops, don't do that anymore. Yeah. If they get sick, then they get sick. Right. And make sure that they don't do it again. But in this article, they essentially are like, you need to make sure. This is my favorite line. Enforce after drinking cleanup. Ooh. (laughs) I wish I could do that. One was make sure that all of the children are being watched by a single babysitter. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, who's doing that well, during judgy. the holidays? Like, who's doing that during the holidays? Who's like, you know what? Tonight's your evening to not have any eggnog with the rest of the family, just so you can make sure that our 10-year-olds don't get into, like, a beer. No. I'm pretty sure know. that my mom gave us wine coolers when we were 10. <laughs> Like, as a holiday. It's apple juice. Doopy dee dee dee. And doopy dee doo. And drink a <laughs> wine cooler. <laughs> it's That's why Danny believed in Santa season. until she was 18. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been drunk since I was eight. So I thought Santa was real. Um, another one when they were like, watch your children in the booze, was the mind your meds. Like, old people have a lot of meds with them. The children could get into the meds. And I'm like, I don't know any old person who's not watching their meds like laser eyeballs. Uh, I kind of liked that one. Yeah? Yeah. Because if you and your house, like you have people visiting and you and your house are not used to having a lot of medication around and that elderly person is not used to being around kids, like they might not have that mentality of I need to watch my medication and as they 
quoted in that article, it can be left out on a side table so they don't forget to take it, like in those right. Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday yep. um, little capsule things. That does seem like a thing when I was a kid. I probably would have been like, and now I'm playing with this. Yeah. Oh, Monday I don't know what it, it, opens with... yeah. it opens and closes. It opens and closes. It opens and yeah. closes. And, and, and so I kind of appreciated that one yep. that to avoid any sort of child poisoning or overdose. Um, that would probably be good some, to like just acknowledge with the person who's visiting or tell your kids that they're old enough to understand like, you know, don't touch this or don't even go in this room. I kind of like that one. I think that if I was like five or six and you specifically told me not to go into a room, <laughs> it just me personally, that would be like the blah, first blah, thing. Blah, 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 Go in the room. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. Eat <laughs> no, that medicine. Blah, I would blah, immediately blah, blah. be like, okay, as soon as you leave, I'm going Danny in. Danny just had a Charlie Brown childhood. Eat that medication. Gonna do what I want to do. And then the next one was opt out of edible ornaments. This is under child safety. You know what? Don't tell me not to put popcorn on my tree. I put popcorn wherever I want. Kids do not always do what they're told is the first line of that paragraph. Let me tell you about that one. <laughs> uh, Testify. Yeah. And their and their whole thing is like that was an example. Like the example? What am I even saying? Oh, the example that they used is that uh Popcorn, even though that is fine, right? Like there's no poison on it. You've made it yourself. Like it's not been lacquered. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> they could pull the whole tree down on totally. them. Totally, because they're trying to get the popcorn. But one of their examples was like fake fruit for like little children. Now they're like eating glass because it like looked like a strawberry or whatever. Like <sighs> kids like, are dumb. I'm like survival of the fittest, yo. Yeah. If they can't figure out a real strawberry from a glass strawberry, yeah. See ya. <laughs> Well, I'm just one winter, my neighbors told me that my that their mom's ceramic bunny was a frozen bunny in the snow. Oh! And so I lifted it over my head and I smashed it on the ground to free the bunny. Hold on, what if it had been an actual frozen bunny? Well, I was gonna break the ice so it could be free. Oh my god! Like I thought it was encased Poor in Lex. ice. You're you're like I'm saving it. Yeah, that's another winter disaster prep thing. <laughs> you're animals, not emotionally prepared for other children to, pre- to be tricking you. <laughs> winter animals encased in ice are not a thing. <laughs> that is a good lesson. That is a good lesson. Anyone. Of an age that might still think that there's animals encased in ice and listens to this podcast. That's the most valuable thing we've ever taught you. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Pet safety. I loved this one, actually, in this article. And by the way, you guys, this article is from a website called... WBOC16. That's what it's from. <laughs> Ideal Home Del Garden. Barbus Newsly. <laughs> it's from it's from Ideal Home Garden is what it's actually from. Um, but no, the pet safety thing was to make sure you store all chocolate away from your dogs. 
dogs. Chocolate is actual poison for your dog. I recently had to have my dog, like, forced. I forced him to vomit because he got into my expensive chocolate. We talked about it on the episode a while back. Um, But, yeah, I think that's really valid. I do, like, like previous to that, I had mindlessly left chocolate all over the place. And once they're fiending for it, they're fiending for it. <laughs> Sounds like me. This is me, 100%. Someone um, bought me an advent calendar, and I just have eaten so much chocolate. Did you eat all of I'm it like, already? Why do I have so many zits right now? Or have you been waiting for each day? Oh, I wait for each day. And sometimes I forget days. Oh. But I'm also leaving it out to, like, let Mike do it, and he hasn't done it, so I just keep eating the chocolate. <laughs> Every day you're like, yay! Oh, Mike forgot. Um, another thing that is in here is not feeding people's dogs leftover, like stuff off your plate. Yeah. That's a big thing in uh, the Christmas story. Just, oh, yeah. And in Christmas vacation, just dogs get a bad rap in holidays. Just... <laughs> Running through the dinner or getting up on the kitchen table and eating the whole turkey, um, chasing that squirrel that came out of your tree and destroying the house. They got to do what they got to do. pooches. Like Lulu begs for sure. Right. But I say, Lulu on your bed. And she goes on her bed. Oh, nice. And then she gets off her bed and comes back. And I say, Lulu on your bed. (laughs) And she's like, but what about this time? She's like, but you know what? Last time I was on my bed and now I'm here again. So I can smell it better over here. (laughs) And maybe you want to give it to me. Um, But I did like those from that article. The kid thing. I thought the craziest thing was the kid. The kid. Yeah. The alcohol. The, The alcohol. Yeah. Like. It's the worst thing that's gonna happen. Um, some I of the think re- we hate it because we're like, don't tell me how to drink. Yeah, I can drink. I can. T- I'll tell those kids to shut up. Yeah, there will be no half drinking drinks <laughs> at my Christmas party. I will be finishing those drinks way before I set that glass yeah. down. I see someone set one down with half it in there. I'm like, I'm drinking that. <laughs> and that's how you help. Yeah, I don't even help myself the children. To drink. That's how you help the children. Is by drinking everyone's half drank drinks. A future as a children. <laughs> drink the drinks and let them lead the way. <laughs> Lex, saving the world one champagne at a time. Half drinking champagne. <laughs> um, some of the other things in this particular article, which you touched on about the ladder, uh, be really careful. Ladder injuries, like in falling off ladders, are a huge thing that happen in the holidays. And this also, I think, ties back into something else you talked about last time, too, which is exerting yourself beyond your, like, regular kind of, you know, like, if you're not regularly exercising, and now all of a sudden, like, one day you just want to, like, be lugging a bunch of stuff onto your roof, up a ladder, like, running around, like, be careful up there. And don't drink half drinking drinks. Don't drink do all it. the half drink drinks. Uh, make sure you clean up your fireplace. Like that's you know, make sure you're not just like building it up yeah, in there. That one was interesting to me and something that we do every year, but what I'll be more careful about in the future is throwing all the um wrapping paper 
in oh, your yeah. fireplace. So if you have that beautiful fire going during your Christmas morning and the family just unwraps the presents and throw them in the fire, not the presents, the paper, um, what you have to be careful for is like that flash fire. That's right. what they said. So maybe you threw it in there, but it didn't quite make it in the fireplace. And all of a sudden there's a fire in the living room. Yep. And that like then sets off the rug f- and then that sets off the tree, and all of a sudden, yep, you have a huge fire. And in your that house. goes a big thing: making sure you water your tree. Yep, like when you get your tree home, you're supposed to recut off the bottom and immediately put that in water. Yeah, like just avoid that hazard from yep. the very beginning and water it regularly. But yeah, that was an interesting one: throwing the paper in the fireplace. And Either if- make sure it's actually in the fireplace, or what they said was. Stuff it in garbage bags and like intentionally feed it in uh, to get fire started, or um, you know, in a more intentional way. Or also having a spark arrestor, I'm sure doesn't hurt. Uh, that's that like screen, like yeah. the the metal screen yeah. in front of your. That's a spark arrestor because it diffuses uh, things like that, like little. Yeah. Anyway, Let's call it a fire screen. It's a call to fire screen. It's a call to fire screen. Uh, another thing that is article that we looked at, which was very similar, and it was called the most common holiday disasters, and it was on the website of a personal injury attorney. Yeah, <laughs> which I really, I really enjoyed that. That is, you know, like slip and falls are always a big thing in the in uh, the winter time, um, but he. The things that he said most likely on this article uh, for accidents during Christmas are lacerations. So people cutting themselves both on like ornaments and also uh, just there's a lot of like you're using tools you don't usually use. You're paper cutting yourself. No. You get something new for Christmas. (laughs) You get get a new katana. Ah! You get a katana for Christmas. Um. But anyways, the second one was hit with something. <laughs> people people are hurt from being hit with something. Uh, decorating or wrapping injuries. Uh, choking is a big thing in the holidays. Food poisoning from improperly kept food. Yeah. Uh, electrocution and then burns. And so we had talked a little bit before and we forgot during the kind of when we were talking a little bit about the cooking uh, the whole thing with the turkeys. I've never deep fried a turkey myself. I haven't either. But I know that there's a whole thing where people put frozen turkeys or they don't they don't know how much the turkey is gonna displace the grease. And that's just So they drop it in everywhere. there and so then it splashes oh. it all out. Or they put it in there frozen and then it causes it to because when water no. hits oil, there's an explosion. Oh yeah. Right. I, this has never happened to me. I don't know about it. I know that it is a thing. So if you're going to deep fry a turkey, are Wait. people still doing that? Yeah, no, I've never deep fried a turkey. <laughs> well, I'm not going to start as I've established through my lifetime. I am not the cook. I am the bartender. We're more of a prime rib family anyway. So nice. Turkeys for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Been there, done that. Now we're on. Yeah. yeah. No, I enjoy I enjoy a good Yorkshire pudding because that's what oh, Lee's mom makes for us. So pot roast and Yorkshire pudding. So amazing. So good. Yeah, but with Thanksgiving and Christmas right in a row, like we started off talking about how 
this can be a, a difficult time to quote unquote survive the holidays and you know, there's parenting and cooking and buying presents and stuff, but there is actually a lot of people out there that struggle with the holidays, shopping, buying presents, being with people, having the pressure to be together with people. So there were some good tips to actually surviving the holidays. So I think one is keeping your regular routine. Like, I think there's a lot of pressure to, if you don't like to decorate your house, don't do it. Right. If you like to, do it. Go all out and have fun with it. If you want to, but you don't have the time, again, don't pressure yourself to do it. That's something that I've been like, never gone. don't have the time to do it. I cannot do it this year. Yeah. I've literally never gone to anyone's house where I was like, oh, (laughs) you don't have a tree? Never in my life. One of my best Christmases, though, ever was I didn't have time to decorate the entire time and Leaf did it for me. Literally, he spent his entire day decorating for Christmas and we were leaving the next morning. So he literally just did it so that when I got home from work at like 10 p.m., I could see that everything was decorated and then we were leaving at like 10 a.m. I love it. It was such a romantic gesture. That's why I love it. Danny's currently wearing a long sleeve shirt that says, don't stop believing and it's a like bit Santa in the middle. <laughs> it's amazing. That's how much I love Santa. <laughs> love it. I'm trying to wear Christmas clothes every day from now till Christmas. Some of them are subtle. Some of them are just green and red. Some of them are t-shirts that have like Christmas things. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Um, What's next? More I- tips. Uh, think moderation. Don't drink too much. Don't eat too much. Cause you might not feel good about yourself either yep. way. And don't, uh, I don't know if this is already on there, but on that moderation, uh, especially in modern day, there's no reason to drink and drive. Like that is something like just. That is the number one disaster that is avoidable. Right. Just Just plan to take a taxi or an Uber or to carpool. Or a lift or a line bike. Or, Or just provide sleeping areas for anyone you're drinking with. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Got to do it. Um, Here's one from Clark Griswold. Be realistic. Don't try to have that ideal holiday. I love it. Like, don't put that pressure on yourself. It's just supposed to be fun or just relax and do nothing. Right. Like, just, it is what it is. Don't put that pressure on yourself. Yeah. And if you don't like Christmas, you know, that's totally cool. Just hibernate. Yeah. (laughs) And don't feel guilty about it either way. This is another point. Like, you know, maybe your mom and dad celebrated Christmas like crazy. Like, I can't wait to go home to see my mom and dad and see the house all crazy. Awesome. Christmas time. That's not what I do. Right. So I try not to feel guilty about that this year in particular that I just didn't have the time to do it. So I do think it's more important, like... um, You're the type of person who genuinely, I think, likes like hosting, you know, like having people around you and providing an environment where they're, you know, people can come and go and see each other and have a good time. And uh, you do that year round. And it's not like that already takes so much of your time putting on the extra of like, and now you have to decorate before <laughs> you do the 10,000 things that you already do in yeah. association with these. It's more important to have your friends together, your friends and family together, 
than to worry about that part of things. Yeah, which is another point. Stay connected with your friends and family. If you struggle with depression or, um, you know, maybe a family member recently passed away and that's a hard thing to think about during the holidays, you want to stick with people. Um, or if you are super introverted and the holidays make you feel really pressured about having to hang out with people, like do it in moderation and feel free to say no. Like you don't have to do all the things. You can do a couple of things that make you feel, you know, good about the holiday spirit or good about being celebrating friendship and family, but you don't have to do everything. And I saw a whole thing about that too, like the whole with depression and if you're an introvert, those kinds of things where if you're having to travel to see your family, if you can plan outings for yourself, so they can include things like, hey, I'm going to make the last grocery run on Christmas Eve by myself. I'm making a list. This is what everybody needs. I want to go by myself. It is just time for you to be by yourself and to do those things and still feel like you're, you know, connected to the celebration. Or like uh, Leaf's uh, sister, is she exercises every day. So... It is just a thing, like, no matter where where Christmas is happening, she's going to go on a run or a bike ride or some kind of thing. And usually it's for long periods of time. It's, like, for a few hours at a time. And I think that's really important for both her routine and also because she is the type of person who needs a break from the family. I think that kind of, like, intensity. Um, so, yeah, providing yourself with pre-planned breaks Gives you the, you don't get as overwhelmed. Yeah. Is the theory of the article that I was looking at. You're not as overwhelmed. Um, Last one is be good to yourself. Merry Christmas, me. (laughs) I love it. Um, I like that one a lot uh, because it speaks to a lot of other things. Like plan something you want to do. Right. That's your maybe that's your that idea one. of your thing. You know what I would maybe like to do that I would need like support doing that I think would be a treat myself kind of thing. Uh, we've had a lot of it's been really wet this year, so there's a lot of snow, and I'm not really into snowboarding or skiing or anything. But I really like to go snowshoeing. Okay. Like you the, practice some skills. That would be like a treat myself thing to like make it happen sometime in the next like three weeks over, especially because like. It's my slower time for work and, you know, everybody's on vacation and stuff. And I know everybody's planning those initial trips up into the mountains. Mm-hmm. It would be really nice just to, like, go walk around. Yeah. And be outside yeah. in the mountains. But I think you just plan that and then you can extend that offer to some friends and go yeah. out. But it's mainly about you. Like, Yeah, it's about me wanting to do, to do it. And invite people if you want to or not. And whatever helps you feel good about the end of the year or this like time of year, like calendar be damned, Christianity, you know, take it or leave it depending on who you are. But this time of year is like the darkness and like the cold. You know, it's dark yeah, it's and cold, cold and wet. Like, yeah. It's inconvenient. It's so, traffic is terrible. Completely. Like all of those things. What do you think? Do you have a thing that you know that you want to do for yourself? Or do you have a special way that you treat yourself in general? Um, Not in general. I guess sometime around the holidays, I just, 
I don't know. This year we get to go to New England, so I just feel like that's Christmas built in because there's so much snow and Mike's house is, Mike's parents' house is so nice and warm and cozy and, um, but treating myself, I would say like the thing that I do to treat myself or the thing that I get a lot of joy out is watching the old Christmas movies like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman. I love it. Um, or The Sound of Music. I yep. like categorize that as a Christmas movie. I think that generally people do because it's, for whatever reason it's a holiday movie because yeah. I think the family musical aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I think because we had it on VHS when we recorded it around Christmas time, so we have all the old commercials. Oh, nice. <laughs> I We were talking about this today with White Christmas. Leif had never seen it until he watched it with me. And this is a movie that I'm pretty sure I have seen every year of my life. Mm-hmm. And I still love it. Like, it is still something that I am mesmerized by and dearly love the songs and the characters and the uh, talent, like, that's inside of it. Uh I love that that's a treating yourself. I definitely treat myself to some terrible Hallmark Lifetime (laughs) Christmas movies. I have to do it while I'm by myself. Leaf can only take so many because I can watch them back to back to back to back. Leaf has to be like, ooh. <laughs> you know what? Here's my holiday treat myself. Peppermint flavor and any sort of coffee that I get. Yeah. <laughs> I had peppermint Americano, peppermint latte. I had, I was like, can I just get a cup of coffee with some peppermint flavor in it? And they're like, sure. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's I love my that. Yeah. I don't get into the pumpkin spice latte uh situation, but uh the peppermint that keeps me keeps me afloat. I love it. That's so cool. That's my disaster prep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Like we wanted to make it a little bit kind of uh Lighter. Sometimes the subjects that we get into get kind of heavy for both of us. I think we've been generally keeping it lighthearted for a little bit, but um, so happy, so happy. Uh, but thank you for joining us, and I think this might be the last episode we're recording this year. See ya, two thousand seventeen. <laughs> You're dumb slash awesome. This is such a good year. <laughs> Only dumb because it's leaving. We birthed our baby together. I know. this, the, And the, the baby she's speaking of is this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but Merry Christmas to everyone out there. And thank you so much for listening. And uh, slowly but surely. Keep surviving. <laughs> and Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> That was perfect.